Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to another edition of Technology Expresso Cafe Radio. Dave and Jacqueline bring you up close and personal to the innovators, contributors, and creative minds in and around technology today. Visit our website portal at www.technologyexpresso.com. There you will find a full list of our broadcasts from all across the technology spectrum, our social media handles, and related content. So sit back with Dave and Jacqueline as they serve up Technology Expresso fast, hot, and intense. And hello, this is Jacqueline Sanders Blackman, Technology Expresso. And if you've been tuning in this week, we are at the NSBE Conference, the National Society of Black Engineers in Kansas City. We're live on location, and we are today situated in the Innovation Lab. And so, again, being live and on location, you're going to hear a lot of the sights and sounds, and I'm going to narrate for you uh, what is going on here at Kansas City. There's been just a complete takeover of the black engineers um, from all across, not just the state. We met some uh, yesterday who came in from the, I believe that was the Bahamas. Hello, yes, absolutely. Uh, Nesby of the, the Bahamas chapter. The thing that is so awesome, as you can imagine, as each chapter comes in, they have on their bomber jackets and uh, with all of their insignia and their names on the back and what chapter they're from, what region they're from. So, or they have on T-shirts and and so when a group comes in, uh, you see, I see all blue. A group of blue over here to my left. A group of maroon. Uh, over there, maroon wind breakers. I had a black and gold. I see some purple and orange. So you can see who's who and, and who's with who. Um, but they are traveling from all over. If you followed me yesterday in Technology Expresso, um, I talked about we have a booth, and at our booth, people stop by and they do live interviews, um, and we talk about the technology around. Uh, what we do, the the podcast, and one of the interesting facts, of course, that we like to share is that the microphone, uh, key components of it, and components you find in 95% of all microphones today was invented by a black man, Um, and just not just a black man. His name is James West, and I challenge you to go and do some research there. The same with the digital camera, key component there, invented by a person of color. So, you know, we are here to highlight the hidden figures. Now, uh, again, you hear the popping. You hear <laughs> the popping over there. They are doing uh, creating race cars out of star phones, toothpicks, and balloons. And you have to crash these cars into each other and blow up each other's balloons. Well, I'm about to go walking, and David's going to hold down the uh, uh, booth right now. You know, before before I walk away, let me just grab David. I interview a lot of people. Talk about the kickoff yesterday. Well, it was fantastic. Wow, it was really, really, um, I'll say, fraternity 
uh, faith. You really had that frat feel as though you were in a major fraternity. So it was so energetic. A lot of young people, college level young people in engineering career fields. These are in, these are tomorrow's and today's engineers, and they were really energetic. You, you, you couldn't forget that they were young kids as well, though, but they were educated young kids, all with budding career fields uh, lying ahead of them in uh, very di- uh, different disciplines of engineering. So it was really passionate, really energizing, and I'm excited still from it. Absolutely. And the beautiful part is, it, it, like you said, that fraternal type of field gives you that they're, they're family. But keep in mind, this is women in men, so it's a fraternity slash sorority. So combined together, they're, they're family and they're supporting them. A great nugget of information is that they said something like 95% of students that are in engineering and are a part of NSBE graduate and have jobs waiting for them. That's because the family here, they coach, they mentor, they tutor. You're having a problem with math problem, you can dial in. They have study halls online. So they have your support system. So no, you know, aspiring engineer, a person of color, should ever feel like they're alone. If you don't have a family member that has that engineering background, you have an extended family of about, what, 10,000 people. Absolutely. It was a pretty packed house. The whole floor was packed. And uh, I suppose that first tier of that balcony was full. So exactly. a lot of fun, a lot of activity. We are in the innovation lab, and um, we've got a lot of activity here, simulated um, excavators, uh, science demonstrations from Dr. H2O. There's robotics here. Um, there's a, a robot here, and uh, there's a lot of cool stuff that you can put your hands on and really get active. Good stuff. Absolutely. And, you know, it was so funny. Um, and here later on, we're going to be doing some case interviews um, because we, we estimated, in our estimation, we interviewed about 30, 40 people yesterday. So we've got some case interviews. And it was ironic, uh, people are queuing up today that we're going to interview, and we found someone from Atlanta, nonetheless, they've come to Kansas to see some of the people that we tweet, and uh, they recognize this, we, we recognize them uh, yeah, from Arabia Mountain. Absolutely, Arabia Mountain High School, where Josephine had the fit scene challenge. Uh, uh, one of the kids that was here actually won second place of that rap competition, the steam rap competition, so... We didn't recognize them up front, but uh, once uh, they told us who they were, it started to come together. So we're excited to see them here. Absolutely, absolutely. You know, the other thing that I like, you, you mentioned that, you know, there was, a, you could see a large contingency because basically they won a lot of the high school and uh, even local high schools stopped by. Some of them hadn't heard of Nesby before, but if this was their first exposure, I dare say Nesby will now stick in their mind. You know, we had a lot of college students and and then in the other hallways, we've got the professionals uh, as well. Um, and uh, um, with that, you know, uh, we're going to see the whole spectrum. Now, you know, one of the things I want to point out, what I love seeing, too, uh, either if they're not wearing their colors and their T-shirts or their, their matching blazers, these guys are suited up. Didn't you see a, a lot of suits? And- Absolutely. They are decked out. They are taking those shows. you got a lot of uh, young professionals of all ages, down to, I'd say, the fourth grade. Absolutely. The younger, the better. We love it. Yes, yes. <laughs> um, and, and they love that Lego wall. We talked about our neighbor here is Lego. So they're resetting that emblem, and we're going to start it all over again. So we're, we're going to be taking uh, elapsed photos uh, showing you the progression of that, that, that whole emblem going on over here at Lego. 
But I'm going to move on, and David's going to hold down the, the um, fort. The fort? Yeah. <laughs> uh, the last time I walked away and came back, David was uh, giving some yo-yo instructions. I still don't know the full story behind that, but it's all good, right? It's, uh, they're, they're in somebody's swag bag, you know, from uh, the flag, and they were struggling. So I, was a, uh, I was young with the yo-yo one, so I just shared a little bit. Uh, they were oohing and on, so it shows he still got it. So, hey, the yo-yo, the yo-yo is making a comeback here at Nesbitt. You know, so here I go. I'm going to walk and talk because, you know, yesterday I stopped by some of the different booths. There was the pool of uh, construction that is here, um, and they've got the excavation simulator. They've got the uh, sandbox. There's something going on in the sandbox here where they're using uh, some type of optical illusion uh, as they're playing in the, the the sandbox here. I talked about the Kansas City uh, NASCAR. But this just isn't a recap of what I talked about yesterday because, in fact, new uh, experiments are going up uh, as we speak. It's called the Future City Showcase. Um, and this is really cool. They've got uh, about uh, 18 tables lined up here. And um, people are using, you can see some of the materials they're using, recyclables. I see the uh, San Antonio Nesby team um, has uh, something set up. Um, uh, again, each of these are labeled the future city. So what they see, now I see a lot of wind turbines. Uh, I see some Lego pieces here in, in one of these uh, future cities. As I progress down, I see VBN Viking uh, have their future city set up, innovation of the world. Um, and then I'm going to walk over to the, the far end. I see another one. This one hails from San Antonio. These are the red trails. Um, there's a gentleman here. May, may I speak with you? I'm doing my podcast. Yeah. I would love to know what we have here. First of all, would you introduce yourself? Uh, my name is Ray Alls. I'm the coach of the um, San Antonio Citywide Kid Group. Oh, very nice. So tell me about this display here. Um. The display is the San Antonio Red Tails, um, named in honor of the um, Tuskegee Airmen that we have in San Antonio. Um, as a matter of fact, one of the original Tuskegee Airmen signed the kids' project and um, wow. has pictures taken with it. Um, and it talks about the background of what we were uh, trying to achieve in the um, kid win, which is um, uh, the students had to build a turbine, a wind turbine. Mm-hmm. And the team with the um, that has the greatest output of their turbine, that's how they judge the competition that way. Um, so you have to go through each step. It's not just about building the um, the turbine, which is probably the easiest part. The hardest part is to talk about how you did it. How did you build it? What did you use? What materials did you use? What were the variables in your hypotheses? Um, what were the results of all those things you tried? Because you may try... Um, uh, design your blades one way and it didn't work. Well, you have to document all of that in your engineer's book. That book is then given to the judges and they try to follow your thought pattern and your thought process uh, throughout the, um, the creation and finalization of the, of, of, the, of the project. That is awesome. So it really teaches them to kind of articulate and communicate their it, ideas. Absolutely. It helps, it helps them to um, find out a uh, scientific method of getting to the end of a project um, it helps them understand the different types of materials. Now, the other thing about um, Kidwin is they ask that you use materials that you have just around the house. Um, they, they have a kit that you can use, but they, they highly prefer that you would go out and 
maybe find an old broomstick or a mop or a pole or um, some other type of uh, maybe a, a tin can that you can make the blades out of. So it also helps them with the recycling and reclamation um, of the environment. I love that. I love that. Can you talk about our, our team members? What what age range team are we looking at? We have um, we have Kenya Thomas. She's a ninth grader. Um, Christian Butler is a sophomore, and Evan, I believe, is a junior. Excellent, excellent. This is a junior. Wonderful, wonderful. And, and there's a picture down here. Our inspiration. That is the uh, the 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 airman that you talked that is about. The airman, that is James L. Bynum. Um, one of the original Tuskegee Airmen, and at one of our monthly meetings, at one of our monthly meetings of the Tuskegee Airmen, um, he, uh, he was able to give us a picture. And then we brought the project to him um, a few days ago, and he, he was able to sign the project. What a beautiful thing. So past, present, and future. Past, present, and future. That is awesome. It well, is. congratulations, Thank and you. good luck with that. Thank you. Absolutely. Um, this, this is Technology Expresso. We're a podcast on the Internet, so check us out. <laughs> All right, so we're going to continue to walk around and, and see other components. Uh, wow, we have another wind tunnel. Is this, are you all with this group right here? This is a, would someone like to talk to me about, I'm a podcast, so I'm broadcasting live on the Internet. Anyone want to talk to me? Come on over. There we go. Don't be shy. <laughs> Absolutely. You all can just introduce yourself. So introduce yourself and tell us where you're from. Hi, my name is Laura Sims, and I'm from Houston, Texas. Excellent. Hi, I'm Deanna Gates, and I'm from Houston, Texas. Well, welcome, welcome. So you guys, tell me about what I'm looking at here. Well, what you're looking at is our board for um, our kid wind, wind turbine. Um, our group name is Aero Queen because of aerodynamics. <laughs> you need that. Um, and five girls rock. Yeah, I like and it. Chapter. And we sing Young Women's Class Preparatory Academy. It's one of the first all-girls schools in Houston. Um, right now, this is just our base, and we have to fix one of our blades, uh, so we're reinforcing them. But we chose, we have four, our top four um, blade designs. One was um, a triangle shape, but curved at the bottom. And we wanted to have kind of push out a little to represent what um wind turbine actually looks like because they're curved at the front, which helps the wind pass and makes them move faster and create more energy. So we tried to resemble that in one of our blade designs, but we weren't able to um, bend the balsa wood, which is the material we're using for our blade. So, and then we went through two other designs. We have our top two, one curves at the top like a dome, and then points at the bottom, and then curves at the base as well to create, um, to help the wind pass through faster, and which helps us generate more speed and more energy. And that was our top design, and that's what we decided to use for the Cuban competition. And on our board, you get to uh, see our abstract, our background research, hypothesis, our conclusion, and you get to know a little bit more about us. And then we have a ch our chart. It's, uh, it's not supposed to say velocity, it's supposed to say voltage. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah, she was doing physics also. Oh, I see, I see. <laughs> but the, the, um, but that, those are our statistics from testing all the different blades. And we've been working on ours since, no, since August. Oh, August. August Okay. And so what was your role? What what part did you play in the whole? Um, Most of my role was to take, like, have pictures and have, like, you know, documentary of it. 
and um like I I also help with like making when they um when they test out design I help like remaking them and make sure they were um stronger. Absolutely, absolutely. So, uh, do you have an interest in engineering? Or are you still kind of exploring? Um, we're just over here at Nesby too. I could explore like if, if we really want to go towards the engineering like role, or like you think we see something else you want to uh, go go to. Absolutely. Yeah, this is like a little. This is kind of my secret <laughs> right now because I'm I'm not really big on engineering because it's not what captures my heart. But I did enjoy building our kid with, and I was the designer for a lot of our plays, and that was really fun. I enjoyed doing that. So I could look into getting a major in engineering. Okay, but you got this under your belt, and you 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 both are very articulate at explaining it. So great problem solver. So. Good luck with you all, and good luck on your competition. Thank you. Thank you. Absolutely. We're Technology Expresso. We're an online podcast, and I'll bring you guys some information so you can hear your interview. Thank Thank you. you. So we're going to continue to move along. Like I said, this was, as you guys heard, this was a competition, and there's several going on. This one is the Kid Wind Design competition. So those were two participants in that. The other competition that we talked about was the Future City Showcase. And so, and, and what I love, they're using a lot of recyclable uh, material over here. We've got uh, another group setting up here, Fruit and Power Up Veggie. Um, and this looks like different, almost like a science fair. Uh, but from an engineering perspective, of course, you've got the Futureneers. Um, I see the future Mears team, 1049. Now, this looks like a younger group, um, and this was the junior FLL. They're the junior first Lego league. Love that. Uh, one has a display on the rainforest, and they've reconstructed the rainforest with Legos. I love it. I love it. Uh, and some more innovationeers. Um, and, again, I'm looking at probably an age group of, Looks like maybe six to ten years old, and uh, you can see it in their own handwriting. I have another one, the the natural habitat. Fun fact about, and again, recreated with Legos. I'm seeing the cheetahs and the honeybees. Um, I see flowers. It's amazing uh, the new Lego pieces they have. Not just your your blocks and uh, squares and and that type of thing. A lot more that you can do with Legos. Um, and my other group, this is an all-girl group. I love it when we, we have the all-girl group, uh, again, inspiring young ladies. to Just try. Just get some exposure. Just a little bit of exposure. I have another team that's standing over here. Let me see if they can, can talk to me for um, a minute here. This is a, the, looks like the uh, future world group. Um, Excuse me. Hi, I am doing a podcast on the the um, internet. Are you all all together? Okay. And can I just ask? I just want your first name and tell me where you're from, how old you are, and then tell me a little bit about your project. Okay. Hi, I'm Patricia Malone, 14 years old, and I'm from Chicago, Illinois. Okay. Hi, my name is Akira Williams. My birthday is I'm from Chicago. I mean, I'm from Chicago. <laughs> Hi, my name is Michael Haywood, and I am 12 years old. Okay. Hello, my name is Ayodele Thomas Carterisi, and I'm from Chicago, Illinois. Yeah. Hi, my name is Anaya Haywood, and I'm from Chicago, Illinois. Excellent. Hello, my name is Erin Hayes, and I'm from Chicago, Illinois, too. 
Okay, well, welcome, welcome. Can you tell me about who wants to tell me a little bit about what I'm looking at here? All right, so this is our feature city known as Bissell, which was originally called Bodega Bay, which is located a few miles north of San Francisco. Now, it is actually a very small city located near the Bay Area. And what we've done with this is, so in order for so let's just talk about scaling first. Okay. For scaling, we compared houses, cars, and um, car and houses to buildings in order to come up with our high rise. I see. I see. What are some of the materials that you use for your um, display here? So some of the materials that we've used were steel cans, um, trophies. We use 3D printing, oh. which actually takes a really long time. And we've used Legos. Very nice, very nice. So point out to me, maybe someone uh, give me give me a tour. What are some of the buildings represent? So here is our most interesting building, which is also is which is called the Potter School House. Now it's actually uh, Bodega Bay's only landmark, oh. and it was made famous by um, film producer Alfred Hitchcock um, after he created the film The Birds. And it was, some people believe that the house is haunted. So before he used that film, before he created the film, everybody thought that the Potter School house was haunted. And that's what it was originally called before we called it the Potter Tower. Okay, okay. And what are some of my other, uh, it looks like I have a few other locations there. Would anybody else like to explain the zone? Okay. Okay. One of our teammates has the coding station. Okay. And it's like right now it's like a party thing at the disco bar. Okay. 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 So some moving parts in the different places of interest. So it seems like I, I would like to go and take a tour of the city someday. Yeah. So. <laughs> yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Well, great job, everyone, and, and good luck on your presentation. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. All right, so we're going to continue to make our way around, um, as you know, from yesterday as well, we have our – simulators, and, and so everyone is loving the NASCAR uh, Speedway simulator there, and I, I saw several nice shirts, uh, compliments of the NASCAR Speedway here. Um, Dr. H2O is in full force as usual. Um, he, he always keeps a crowd around his, his group. He's showing them different elements of the water and even taking and refining water so that we're Clean water, how that all comes about. Uh, the Pisco, the again, the uh, races with the toothpicks and the balloons. Oh, there's one that's about to happen. Let's see. Oh, okay, they gotta they gotta try that again because uh, if they had been successful, you would have heard a big pop because the balloon would have popped. The Mr. Robot is hanging in there. He's uh, just chilling right there. Um, and again, remember Pisco. We uh, had a chance to interview with them yesterday. They build curriculum around hands-on products. So if you know of a hands-on product out there, they probably have 
uh, a curriculum. Uh, it works for whether it's homeschool um, or just for if you have an, a group or organization, uh, a church group even, if you've got a group of youth, you can uh, purchase the different kits and their curriculum and make a great learning experience about it. We've got to remember that a lot of learning has to continue outside of the classroom. It's not just about what the schools are or are not doing for young people. It's also about uh, the inside learning. Uh, Lego looks like they're doing a reset here. Looks like you might have had a crash over, over here. So uh, <laughs> there's a little debris over here on, on this side here. Um, our young lady from the rubric, the uh, motivation strategies from high school through college, she's doing a workshop today. Um, but if you didn't catch yesterday's show, look for the book, Motivating Strategies from High School Through College. Um, what I love is some of the other conferences that she's been affiliated with, they're actually giving all of the college students a copy of her book, uh, as well as uh, scholarship recipients from various organizations um, are giving young people copies of this book. And it's not just for the young people, parents, get a hold of this book. It helps them, you know, when it comes to grades. Um, let's say they're, they're getting a bad grade, how to contest that grade and or when is a good time to go ahead and drop the class just for the, the simple fact that you'd rather drop than have your GPA go down and lose your funding. That's the type of real-world advice that she's got throughout her book. I'm going to stop by another booth we have here. This is the School of Engineering, VCU Education. Would one of you like to talk to me? I'm doing a podcast. We're live online on the air. Who would like to chat with me today? Virginia Commonwealth University. We're talking about VCU. That's what we're going to talk about. <laughs> I'm Jacqueline Sanders. So tell us who you are and tell us a little bit about your organization. Hi, Jacqueline. I'm Mark Meadows. I'm the Director of Student Recruiting for Engineering at Virginia Commonwealth University. Uh, and I'm actually here with some of our current students as well, and they might talk to you in a minute because they're more interesting than I am. Um, <laughs> But uh, we are a comprehensive university in Richmond, Virginia, and the School of Engineering is just over 20 years old as a part of the university, uh, and we are growing and uh, very strong. We have about 1,800 undergraduate students right now in um, five different departments. Uh, we've got a fantastic group of NSBE students. Uh, they've been a very active group uh, and are responsible, actually, for getting me to come here. Um, a couple of years ago, I had some students say, you've got to come to NSBE and recruit our students and uh, get some new kids. Uh, hey, Fred, you want to say anything? Absolutely. Come on, Fred. <laughs> Would you like to do a bit of intro? He can introduce himself. Okay. Right, picture himself. Okay. Cool. So my name is Fred. Um, I am a senior major in chemical and life science engineering. I've been at VC for the past four years. Now I'm about to graduate in May. Um, okay. Also, the VC School of Engineering um, is unique in itself in the aspect that um, the younger program um, and everything is continually changing um, for the better. Um, I'll say that you'll find a lot of faculty and professors um, and support staff that really want you to do well and be successful. Um, and so that we feel um, it's just a place where if you're willing to go and learn, um, you'll be successful in anything that you pursue. So. Awesome, awesome. Tell me about uh, what, what first sparked your interest in, in engineering? Well, um, so I first became interested in engineering, I say my senior year in high school. Okay. Um, it was mainly, I was in high school chemistry class and my chemistry teacher at the time showed this video about um, 
safety, the safety features of Windows on buses. And instead, pretty much the video is about if you vary the amount of silicone within a um, window glass mixture, it'll determine how it works. Um, and I was just really interested in that concept or just the application. Um, and it really got my mind thinking. I was like, oh, I can do chemistry. And then, like, you know, I'm really good at math. And then you put it together. There you go, chemical engineering. So. Wow, awesome, awesome. What are some? Are you have you already started looking, or some prospects or opportunities? Where where would you like to go first? Where would you like to take this? Um, right now, I guess like I'm just like shopping around, honestly. Um, so I have a few job offers. Um, I'm still just looking around trying to find what I think would be the best fit for me. Okay. Um, but I say that VCU engineering in general will prepare you um for a wide variety of options, whatever, and it's up to you to pinpoint how what you want to do. Excellent, excellent. Now, let's talk a little bit about the Nesby Conference. How long have you known about Nesby or been affiliated with them? And, and what, what what do you think, and how can you share with people about their conferences and conventions? Cool. So I've been in Nesby for three years now. So this is my, no, four years. So this is my third convention. Um, I'll say the Nesby Conference in general, um, one thing that really excites me is the ability to just meet so many people um, that are driven, that are motivated, um, and that are able to, um, impact others. Um, I'll say that one thing I really enjoy about Nesby is that when you do talk to people, um, whether they be engineers, uh, whether they're um, just recruiters or just anybody in general, I'm willing to tell their story. And um, for me, as a as a African American male in STEM, um, it it really resonates with me to hear about the impact that they have and to know how passionate they are and know about the impact that they have. Um, so I always just say, you know, Nesby in general, it's a place where, um, again, it's like you're willing to grow, you're willing to learn. Like we take everybody, no matter where you are. Um, it's just such a very strong support system as well. Excellent, excellent. You're, you're right. You can come to this conference and really get energized and, and, and see other people that look like you and can share their struggles, too. So that that's excellent. Well, thank you so much for talking with us and sharing your experience. And best of luck. Hopefully we'll see you in future conferences, and, and we're going to tell us about your success and, and all that. So good luck, and, and I know you'll be very well. Well, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Now, I, I have a young lady here. Would you introduce yourself? Hi, I'm Michelle Scott, and I'm a junior in chemical and life science engineering. So when did you first get interested in that area? Well, um, growing up, my dad was an engineer and he's civil, so we always tried to bring me to the civil side. But my two best classes um, are chemistry and math, and I wanted to find a program that, where I could use both, mm-hmm. uh, something nice and broad, where I could have multiple opportunities to get my mind and physical chemistry. Okay, excellent, excellent. And how did you find out about Nesby? I found about, um, out about Nesby through some of my chemical engineering classmates. Um, I think I heard of it before, but I never really understood um, for it. Um, so my chapter president, Rachel Judge, um, brought me to a meeting and got me incorporated. Uh, I had to leave the icebreaker, so it was kind of nice. Um, so that's how I'm here now. Excellent. Now, is this your first conference, or have you been to several conferences? Okay. What do you think so far? Have you got to see very much? Yes, I love it. There are um, so many opportunities as far as workshops, um, meetings we have to attend, networking. So I think it's a great opportunity for um, whether you're a professional, high schooler, or even a college, just meet people and learn more about the opportunities we have. Absolutely. Absolutely. You're building a 
fantastic network wherever you want to go or whatever company you go to, there's a good chance that you'll meet someone that has some type of uh, Nesby affiliation. Now, how do you find, I'm going to ask you the girl question, right, (laughs) woman to woman. So do you find that there's not a lot of women in it or even in, in Nesby? Do you think that that's growing or changing? I definitely think it's growing and changing. I think that here, especially in our our country, we're trying to shift more females into the STEM field. And I think that um, having representation out there is a big big deal. So once we see um, females or people of minorities um, in certain fields doing things that we never imagined that we could do or think that, uh, it kind of starts to change our, our view on things. And I think that um, a lot of things in the news and media, especially with uh, movie hidden figures coming out, you know, tons of young females and, oh, you know, they did that, I can do that too. Uh, it helps. So I definitely know at CCU and chemical and life science engineering, about 50% of our junior class. Which is a really big number. That um, is awesome. Yeah, it's usually, I think the females, uh, they're a lot less than in fields like mechanical and electrical, but I think as a whole in engineering, we're definitely Excellent, excellent. You know, and, and something that you mentioned, hidden figures. To some, you might think it's a movie. Was it more than just a, a movie to you? Uh, you? You mentioned how, you know, it, you know, did it have a, a different type of resonation with you when you watched it? Definitely. I think that things like that, as I said, put things in perspective uh, about the, the different journeys that we go through in order to get to the places where we are and especially having the movie being based off of a true story and, and seeing, um, I know one of the representatives will be at our school. Um, so seeing these things and hearing the stories, um, they definitely help out a lot. And so it really resonated with me because I was pushed by my parents because um, they had experience before, but there are some who might not know much about the field or have interest or kind of sway them into that thinking and they can make that Absolutely, absolutely. Well, thank you for coming out and representing, because you yourself also are representing as other young people come along and see you. They're like, okay, I see someone who looks like me that's at the next level. So I'm sure that that's going to inspire others as well. So you're all part of that cycle, and we just got to keep it going. So best of luck on your education and your career. Thank you. Thank you. You're welcome. (laughs) Awesome, awesome. So... This is, again, these are some new people, you know, there's a, and you know what, here's the funny part. We have not left the first room. Um, I haven't taken, actually, this conversation on the road yet uh, because I, I, I'm just loving the people that I get to meet here in the innovation lab. Wait till I step out into the hallway. The volume might go up a, a little bit, but what you will find is, is again, um, that this thing is, there's been a takeover uh, here in Kansas City, and we have to say kudos to Kansas City because they've been awesome hosts. You literally, when you're walking down the street, every flagpole has a Nesby flag. Um, Some of you may have seen on my um, Instagram and Facebook where they took the front of the Marriott Hotel, one of the biggest hotels, and um, in light spelled out Nesby. Um, and so that was a, you know, a welcome to Nesby. Um, and, and like I said, on the, the front marquees of 
uh, the buildings. As far as you can see, Nesby, welcome Nesby, welcome Nesby to Kansas City. And so you you really feel like they are acknowledging, and it's you know again uh, just a powerful movement. Um, now I'm I'm going to move along and continue to introduce you to some of the people that I see. This next one is the A. James Clark School of Engineering. And, oh, this is the source of the yo-yos. I talked about the yo-yos a little bit earlier. My husband ended up giving an impromptu lesson over there. Um, but <laughs> he's turned into a little oh, yeah. kid. They, they keep coming over here. Is that a yo-yo? I'm like, did you have one? That's right. <laughs> well, I'm with Technology Expresso, and okay. we are a live podcast, so we're broadcasting live on the uh, internet here, and we'd like to hear about A. James Clark School of Engineering. Would you mind sharing with us? Yeah, so we're, so we're um, A. James Clark School of Engineering. We're located at the University of Maryland um, College Park. Um, we have about non-engineering majors that we offer in our undergraduate um, program, um, including aerospace, mechanical engineering, bioengineering, um, fire protection, chemical, civil, um, materials engineering and electrical and computer. Um, so we're here with our um, M3D MakerBot. Um, so it's a smaller version of the MakerBot um, 3D printer. Um, and it was actually created and invented by two um, engineering students on our campus and our startup lab. So we're very proud to say that. Um, so now they created a smaller version called M3D which um, is more consumer affordable for the everyday um, person who is interested in purchasing a 3D printer. So we have these little spinners right here um, for the students um, as giveaways. And right now we're working on printing out um, um, a model of our Testudo mascot. So. <laughs> about four hours. Yeah. About four hours. Oh well, we're gonna we're gonna definitely come back. And I, I don't know if you even had a chance to say your your name. Oh yeah, my name is Miss um, India Alexander. I actually work for the Center for Minorities in Science and Engineering in the Engineering School at our on our campus for office for our underrepresented minority students. Yeah. Yes. Excellent. Maybe you would introduce yourself. Yes, I am Mr. Ruel Smith of the Clark School of Engineering. I'm a PhD student in reliability engineering. I have a master's and undergraduate in aerospace engineering. And I work part-time with the Center for Minority and Science and Engineering. Excellent. Well, could you share with me, um, how did you first get interested in engineering? A lot of our listeners, young people, um, they they haven't found their inspiration yet, and they're just kind of searching. So what was it for you that sparked your interest? Lego. <laughs> I grew up playing with a lot of Lego, and it really sparked my interest in engineering overall. Uh, of course, I didn't know it was engineering when I was playing with this. <laughs> exactly, exactly. Now, and tell me about how you all are affiliated with Nesby. Yeah, so um, the Center for Minorities in Science and Engineering, like I said, is a student support office on our campus, and we actually serve as advisors for our Black Engineering Society, which is the Nesby chapter at the University of Maryland. And that's so important. I love that, how you have a retention program and activities because not everybody has that support yes. at home. So talk a little bit more about that program. So we like to say that we are a home away from home for our students. We focus a lot on community building, academic excellence, and professional development. So we, um, we make sure that our students are um, 
equipped with what they need to be successful during their undergraduate years, but they also leave the undergraduate experience knowing if they want to go straight into industry or if they want to go to graduate student, um, graduate school, and make sure they are prepared to do so. So make sure they are doing um, resume, resume building activities in college so that they are um, ready to do whatever they they want to do moving forward. So not only thinking about their undergraduate experience, but um, what they want to do long term. But while they're there, engineering is very rigorous, as we know. We um, we we offer advising, tutoring, and um, and things like that, so that they it makes it much easier for them as they are um, pursuing their engineering Absolutely, absolutely. And as you've been, you are and have been a student. What advice do you give to other um, engineers uh, that are maybe pursuing or going into this, maybe even starting out early in their uh, education? Well, I definitely would advise to just uh, keep doing what you're doing. If you're studying engineering, to press on. And also, on a personal level, I would definitely advise to have other hobbies, other hobbies and interests to go along with interest because you never know whether you know you're interested in tuba playing or even uh, art will help you as you move forward in your you know, engineering degree. Absolutely, and it kind of rounds you out. Absolutely. And so, and the the thing I would like to add to that is to ask help when you need it because a lot of students who are interested in engineering they are the top of their classes and they are very smart even if they aren't the top of their classes but they they have a problem with asking for help so if you are ever struggling or you just down you to pick me up ask for that help ask for whatever you're looking for because most of the time there is an answer to that question or there's a resource to help you with that problem or whatever the case may be. So ask for help. Let somebody know what's going on with you and what's going on in your life. And let people in so that we can help you as best as we can. Oh, excellent, excellent. Excellent advice. Thank you for being here. Thank you. I have a, a great nephew who just asked for a 3D printer. You said so. Yeah, in, in 3D, support the University of Maryland. Um, they, I think they have a website, right, mm -hmm. where you can purchase the in 3D um, printer. Totally. I know what he's getting for his birthday. <laughs> Thank you so much. Very nice meeting you. Very nice meeting you. So, oh, wow. You know what? I can't look to my left or my right without finding something interesting that I want to check out. We've got a we've got a table over here too. Some things are flashing. Uh someone wanna to talk to me about what's what's going on? Math moves you. Math moves you. What's you doing do whatever you Wow. Well, I'm going to make my way back around. I'm doing a live podcast here on the radio. So maybe if it's quiet down, I'll make my way back to you all. Okay. <laughs> so we've got a couple of tables. I see some money laid out over here, and, and there's some flashing. There's some rules here about math movies. So when the young people are taking a very great thing, you come over here and math movies has some, some tables, and so we're going to try and find out from them uh, what you heard in the background. The reason why I had to step away is my Department of Physics and Astronomy, if you remember, you'll have to listen to yesterday's podcast. He has the Tesla um, tube set up, and with that music you hear, 
is actually coming off of the sparks that he's generating, and his computer controls it so that it makes uh, a, a sound there. So I don't know, don't know if he's about to start it up again because uh, it, what happens is, is once he cranks that up, first of all, it, it's as loud as you, you hear it. The second thing is, is that everyone else who's at the other tables immediately abandon them and head over to his table. So that's a that's really interesting. Um, so David's going to catch that on video. So visit our uh, our YouTube uh, site. Make sure you visit our YouTube site. And um, when you visit the YouTube site, you'll, you're going to see a video of that. And so you can experience. You know, that's what we're here and doing. We want as much as possible to give you the experience. Um, it's Technology Expresso uh, Podcast. And we are online, and please tune in. Now, now I'm actually going to leave the Innovation Lab. Remember how I told you I hadn't even left the, that room? Well, I'm going to leave the room and uh, take you outside, and uh, we're going to walk the halls a bit. You have to understand, with Nesby, they have about – Three, I'm sorry, I should say, about four different levels. Uh, they have something for uh, Nesby Jr., so anything from the elementary. They have the college level. They have the young professionals, the professionals. Then they have special interest groups. They have special interest groups for uh, entrepreneurs. They have uh, special interest groups for the different uh, areas of engineering. Because engineering, and, and even all of them, I've, I've talked about this before, but uh, it touches every area of our life. Um, the best way that I, I help people kind of relate to engineering, if it wasn't created from nature, then someone had to engineer it. They take pieces and parts or whatever uh, nature has given them or chemicals, put those things together, and it becomes a manufactured product. And it takes an engineer to understand that and to, to create these things that we use every day. So, you know, where you're sitting, where you're listening to this, what you're listening to this with was engineered by someone. Now, you know, our, our love for technology, a lot of those bits and pieces that come together then are either using some type of computing, some type of computer to do whatever the different calculations are. Just like that music I told you that that person was creating using the arc. Well, he comes from a physics background and understanding arc and electricity um, and, and the whole velocity. Then he programmed that on his computer to turn the arc on and off until it made and, com and, and composed it so that it made music. So he's using a computer, he's using science and physics, and he's using an engineer with the various parts in order to, to build the tower uh, that, that plays that. So you, they all go hand in hand. It's, it's so hard to separate STEM and, and STEAM, and, and that's why, again, people say, well, if you're doing STEM, then there's the design portion now. There's the front end, the user interface, and that's when you have the art design. So, you know, I was just having this conversation with someone is that what doesn't it 
touch? What doesn't it encompass? So it's even hard to ask people, are you in STEM or STEAM? A lot of people are going to say no, but take the conversation, ask them what they do, what they're passionate about, what their interests are, and you can help them see how what they do ties into science, technology, engineering, art, and math. Um, and at the end of the day, I often tell people, if you're going to try to make money at what you do or what you're passionate about, then there's the math involved. So one way or another, we're going to get you hooked in and help you see how STEM and STEAM, you know, one of the things, again, one of our, our, our logos, we want to help you find your STEAM. And there's STEAM hidden in all of us. We just have to bring that back, cultivate it, and really show you how to leverage that. Now, I've stepped over to a display of the various uh, some experiments that were created by students. And so let me read a couple of these off. Great posters up here. One says, no action today, no cure tomorrow. And this is bacterial resistance to antibiotics. And so uh, we have a, uh, a Naya Adams, a Nesby Jr. chapter, SCSD, Nesby Jr. Uh, chapter has a beautiful display up, and uh, we're going to snap a picture of that and get that posted for you. We've got a miniature air conditioner, and it looks like they took nothing other than maybe a, a clock and a soda can, and they have something on top of it, and they made a miniature air conditioning. That was Cameron Davis and Tracy Clark II. That's, uh, these are eighth graders created this. Again, members of the National Society of Black Engineers, Jr. I have a makeshift home installation system. That's Jasmine Butler and Emmanuel uh, G. Michael and Jasmine Jeffries. Um, and again, uh, bear with me because I'm just uh, trying to phonetically sound out these names. I might uh, butcher them just a little bit, but my apologies. They made makeshift home installation system. And it looks like that popsicle stick and uh, duct tape, which is probably a uh, engineer, a young engineer's best friend, Matt and, and Legos, we just heard. Um, and I, they had to lay out their research, talk about their abstract, the purpose, their hypothesis, the materials, the methods, the results, and the conclusions. So they learned to articulate their ideas. Another one, sensory perception. This is uh, one, again, presented by the physical science, this is in the physical science category of, of this high school sensory perception. And this is uh, Justin Rice, Jordan Davis, Jacob Grady, again, uh, part of the National Society of Black Engineers, Junior. And then my next experiment is effective anti-icing agent for, for North Carolina's roads. And this is just Tafu Ligard, and he's from the North Carolina School of Science and Math, Durham, North Carolina. Know that area well. Uh, great uh, layout and, and describes his abstract purpose, methods, and materials, his hypothesis, and then he has various graphs with his re results and his conclusions. So this is all part of the, um, the innovation lab and uh, the convention Nesby Jr. Technical Innovation Competition poster displays. So this is the Technical Innovation Competition. So love that. And I'm, I'm going to continue to walk down the hall. We've got some time today to walk and talk. So 
Um, and, you know, it, it was so interesting. As we went back to our hotel yesterday um, in the lobby, uh, instead of seeing the students hanging out at the uh, bar, nope, they were hanging out and working on their robots and their um, experiments and studying for their tests. So this well-behaved group of young people, um, and you can see the camaraderie, and uh, clearly they were familiar with each other, and uh, so there was, you know, seeing each other um, and hugging and, and uh, just catching up with each other. And, and another thing that I really observed is them helping each other. I know some of the students were talking about some of the sessions they needed to go to, and they were worried about not being able to get to certain job fair booths. So uh, one young man said, hey, I'll take your resume for you, uh, and they were working out their schedules and time uh, to determine uh, how they could help each other out and, and that uh, aspect. So that said, um, I'm looking into the great hall, uh, and this is where the job fit. I, I, I finally got out of my room. Now, ooh, can you hear that low uh, roar? That is people connecting and uh, the, the job opportunities and networking that is going on. And so uh, as I walk around, I'm, I'm looking up at the ceiling, and I've got to absolutely get a picture of this. Uh, you know, I see GE Imagination, I see Lockheed, I see Northrop Grumman, I see Ford, I see Nissan, I see Pacific Gas and Electric Company, I see Lidio, that's Lidio, that's L-E-I-D-O-S, got to come back and learn more about that. I've got Texas Instruments, um, I've got John Deere, I've got Eaton Power and Business, I've got BASF, uh, and you know them, BASF. I remember I used to get some uh, tapes from them in the in the past. And, th and then we have Apple. Um, and it's funny, you know, people think of them and, and Apple kind of being the center of attention. They're just one of many in this, this group. Um, they have all of these, uh, almost they look like chandelier-like displays of, of their names and logos from the ceiling, um, and they're spinning and rotating around, some are square. Um, and when you see one, the, it, you know, like I said, the F1, this is about the same size as the others because there's so many other big names here. I think I, I've already said Texas Instruments sticks out. I see John Deere. I see Ball Corporation. Now, I'm listing these off. If someone is looking for jobs, you need to be taking some notes here. Uh, if you've got nieces and nephews that are in college, they need to be taking some notes. Now, as they've been here at Nesby in Kansas, they get to see all these places, uh, all these employers in one place. And what people don't always understand about these conferences for uh, minorities hosted by uh, organizations like this, these companies come here looking for those minority candidates. Those who have a hard time any other time uh, getting and having access to minority candidates, they know they can come to a conference like this and get the cream of the crop because these are young people who are investing in their career. They're paid to come to the conference. 
or have worked with organizations and volunteers so that they can get to these conferences. Um, and, and I have to tell you, I don't know, you know, we see a lot of different images of uh, young black males, uh, young black females. Um, they, you know, selectively show what they want to show on TV and the news. But I'm telling you, to my left and my right, again, this conference has 10,000 young people here. Um, and on average, it's, it's a lot of young people. And all I'm seeing is suits and ties, and they are looking sharp here. Um, I, 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 again, hair well-groomed. Everybody, some very, you know, everybody's being themselves. Um, and, and, again, there's a lot of natural hairstyles here. But they're all well-groomed, um, and uh, they look articulate. They've got their uh, resumes in hand. And you all can even tell from the interviews that we did today. Everybody, they're grooming them to talk about their work and their research and their, their passion. Now, I'm going to go into my, my list of companies again. So if you have your pencil and piece of paper, um, uh, I'm going to start rattling them off. So I'm, I'm seeing Startworks to my right. I see Deloitte. To my left, I'm seeing ABM. I'm seeing Excel. Again, H-E-X-C-E-L Corporation. I am seeing um, Thomas and Bates Corporation. And I'm walking on. I see Cargill here. C-A-R-G-I-L-L. Uh, and... I'm going to, I'm continuing to walk, got to stay out of everyone's uh, way there. I see uh, Eden, and again, people talking. Each of these booths, I'm seeing anywhere from six to ten representatives, easily. Some of these bigger booths, even 20 representatives in each booth, and they are surrounded, and, and people are talking to them. And, and I, I got to admit that Apple uh, group is quite popular. Now, they do probably, I, I'm counting, they have on purple shirts, uh, I'm counting about 40 representatives from Apple alone. Um, and they are, their their booth is surrounded, but they're talking, they're connecting. And the great thing, too, is that the people in these booths are people of color. So you have a, a complete combination uh, of course, it's not exclusively people of color, but it's great that these companies uh, are showcasing some of their employees and their existing uh, minority uh, workers that are more than happy to come out and represent their company and talking about what their company can do for uh, and how they support minority engineers. Now, um, here's some more of my names here. I've got Intel. I've got Cerner. I know Cerner quite well. I've got Delphi there. I see FCA a little bit to the distance. Um, I see Chrysler. That's a great one. Oh, Holly Davis. Wow. This one, they got leather uh, loungers. And, uh, and, and center stage, of course, is a beautiful black uh, Harley. They've got, uh, they're showing a motor here. They've got... Uh, um, uh, wood benches. I mean, they, they. Oh, this is home sweet home here. This is very nice. I, I gotta, I gotta snag one of these uh, uh, scarves here. We've got Turner. I know Turner and Medtronic. So they're all dressed up in their their scrubs there and Medtronic. We've got Rockwell Collins. 
that's Rockwell Collins. Um, and then behind that, I have Raytheon. And uh, I, I'm, I'm not going to get in any of these people's way right now because they're doing some heavy-duty uh, recruiting. Uh, Rockwell Collins has quite a line here. Quite popular. And I, I see how they have uh, their job listings uh, on tablets so the students can kind of go to the kiosk and scroll through those big ones. Um, again, I've got Rochester Institute of Technology here. Um, I've got the Poly Institute. Along the uh, back area, what we have is a various school as well. So if you have young people that uh, might be interested, these are the, the, the schools. I see Lehigh University here. Um, I see ICANN, that's I-C-A-H-N, School of Medicine at Mount Sinai, and their Graduate School of Biomedical Science. I see Washington University. I see Northwest University and the McCormick School of Engineering. We've got the University of Illinois School of Information Science. That You know that one's near and dear to my heart. Duke is here as we look on the Again, the back side where we have the various schools. Now, again, this is one of those situations where I look to my right, I look to my left, and I, I'm just seeing rows and rows of all the various schools. Um, just to, I'm going to give you a little bit of math problems. I am counting, let's see, 2, 4, 6, 8, 10, 12, 14, 16 rows deep. And there are four booths on each side of those 16 rows. Okay, quick, do the math. You tell me. <laughs> Needless to say, there are a lot of companies and organizations. Now, this is just the schools and the colleges, okay? Um, in the center section is all of the uh, companies who are doing the hiring. So, um, again, Oh, uh, now, I've got to get a picture of this one. I, I'm going to post this picture soon. But as I, as I walk toward it, uh, it's a display of the Marines, and there's a big uh, blow-up version of a Marine in his khaki and red shirt uh, that caught my attention, and I've I, I got to post that picture. But in the meantime, I'm walking past Jackson State University, Rice University. I've got Missouri University of Science and Technology. Cornell University, their diversity program in engineering. We have uh, the University of Pennsylvania, Penn Engineering, University of California, Berkeley. I've got the University of Akron, uh, Polymer Science and Polymer Engineering. We've got the Northwestern Preacher School of Law is here with us. Uh, and uh, as, I, as I turn the corner here, let's see what, what, we, what we have. I, I when I turn the corner, I don't know what I'm going to see. This is Carnegie Mellon University, NYU Tandem School of Engineering. We have the University of Dayton. Every, as, as a lot of you may know, Dayton, near and dear to my heart. She's uh, talking to someone. I see a student sitting and uh, having a very in-depth conversation with the Carnegie Mellon uh, University of Engineering. I see Penn State here, Colorado School of Mines, and even the uh, UC Davis. So 
uh, this is the, uh, and then I also have VCU, and I have the University of Southern uh, Florida College of Engineering. I have someone, I think you want to talk to me. Hi, I'm doing a live podcast, so um, would you tell us your name and what organization you're with? My name is Lanella Isaac, and I am with the University of South Florida, representing the College of Engineering, as well as the College of Marine Sciences. Okay, now, um, tell us a little bit about the, the program you guys and what you offer. So, I actually work in the Office of Diversity and Inclusion Programs at the University of South Florida, and a fun fact, University of South Florida for 2016 was ranked the number one school for black student success in Florida and the number six school in the nation. So from there, we can clearly see that we have a commitment to um, success of our underrepresented minority students. Currently, we have programs in engineering in civil and environmental engineering, mechanical, electrical, computer science and engineering, industrial management, systems engineering, and I do not believe, oh, biomedical and chemical engineering as well. Um, we are able to um, support underrepresented minority students through Grants from Sloan, McKnight, BD. We actually just got a renewal for a Sloan grant for $630,000 U.S. dollars plus institutional matches to support 30 underrepresented minorities from 2017 to 2020. And at USF, due to our multi-level approach of mentorship, any student who comes in is, is guaranteed support for the duration of their PhD. We offer programs at the master as well as the PhD level, but we want to encourage persons to come along and get their PhD at USF. Oh, awesome, awesome. Tell me, what are some of the things that sometimes as a minority student, in ways that you guys might help uh, minority students or even just some unique challenges? Um, so I'd like to say everything, not a challenge, but an opportunity. And uh, I'd like for, I'm an environmental engineer, and I'd like to say that we're a kumbaya school. You really do believe that you have persons there who are in your corner from their academic and their administrative staff. So the faculty, um, some students, you know, say that they feel isolated within their classroom because you might look around and you might be the only one or two persons who possibly look like you. Um, however, we have rooms dedicated for URM students so as a way to build community. We have regular professional development sessions where we can all come together and talk about how we do this. And then you also have faculty who are very supportive. So persons might not look recognize implicit bias the things that they do but if you talk with advisors they're more than willing to help you navigate that space and we're also looking at how do we have organizational or community shifts so persons recognize that they do have a role to play in um, making the place making the classroom and the research experience more conducive for all students so you have active training um, and mentorship opportunities for faculty and staff as well so USF is definitely the place that you would want to be. Excellent. It sounds awesome. I'm, I'm definitely convinced. Thank you for speaking with us. My pleasure. Absolutely. We're Technology Expresso, and we're online on the uh, radio or a podcast, and I'll bring you some information by, okay? Thank you. So, and as we continue, I've got Virginia Commonwealth here, and as I said, we had the Colorado School of Mines. I'm gonna. I'm, this one has caught my my interest over here. Would someone like to talk to me over here about the Colorado School of Mines? Absolutely. We're doing a live podcast, so we're on the internet broadcasting right now. So, would you introduce yourself and tell me the organization you represent? Hello, everyone. My name is Jahi Simbai. I'm the assistant dean of graduate studies at Colorado School of Mines. 
And and who else do I have with me? I'm Christopher Matthews. I'm actually a current graduate student at Colorado School. Well, wonderful, wonderful. So tell me a little bit about your, your the program. So Colorado School of Mines is a public university located in Golden, Colorado. We have about 1,400 graduate students, about 3,800 undergrads, so pretty small school, focused mostly on STEM, so science, technology, engineering, mathematics, a lot of engineering programs, the ones that you would know, mechanical, electrical, civil, environmental. We also have some of the, I call it more, I don't know, Outside of the norm, petroleum, geophysics, engineering, physics, metallurgical materials. Uh, so we're here today representing the graduate program, looking for a good student, interested in getting their master's and their PhDs. Excellent, excellent. Tell me, how did you go about picking this school for your uh, studies? Um, well, actually, I was an undergraduate student at Mines uh, originally in petroleum engineering, and uh, I really loved the school, loved the campus, and I knew I wanted to get a master's degree, so. I went ahead and stayed home with uh, Carl School of Mines. That's not really how I made the decision. So. Absolutely. Um, how did you even get interested in this area of study? Well, I was always interested in like the STEM field, and um, coming from a very large city in Houston, Texas, where you see lots of the STEM and, and large companies, you really get exposed to schools like Mines that are really um, well known and renowned for their, their great academics, and so that's really how I got involved, and that's what drew me in. Now, is there, did you find, and, and clearly you enjoy uh, the, the university and the, uh, the atmosphere, sometimes big schools aren't always the, the way to go. Sometimes you get that, that smaller feel. What, what, share with our audience some of the things that you liked about going to a smaller school. Uh, it's a very close campus. You know, everything's very um, within walking distance. You can go and talk to your professors very easily. You can schedule appointments. You can hang out with your friends. So that's kind of what I like, the kind of tight family environment that the campus really offers. Excellent, excellent. Well, would you give them some contact information for our audience if someone wants to explore and, and learn more about your school? Absolutely. You can always reach me again. I'm Jahi. That's J-A-H-I. My first name, last name, Simbi. S like sun, I, M like moon, B like ball, A-I. And I'm the assistant dean of graduate studies. You can find us online at www.mines.edu and find about our programs. Excellent. Thank you for talking with me today. Absolutely. So we're going to continue around, so again, as we make our way uh, around and, and up and down our various aisles, uh, again, those are some of the, the colleges that are in the area. We have the Iowa State University College. I'm seeing USC. You know, and, and you know, the gentleman that we just talked to, when you're exploring your schools, uh, you you have to think about, do you want to go to a big school? Do you want to go to a small school? And, you know, another thing to kind of help you understand is you could go to a small school, but having the Nesby family, again, 10,000 uh, uh, member family, uh, they're your extended family. So even if you uh, find yourself getting in the bind, need help, need someone to bounce ideas off of or, you know, uh, to, to coach you through, uh, especially when you have some challenges, then you go to your Nesby family. So you don't have to go to the, the big school um, and be surrounded by everyone. There are advantages to smaller schools because you do have more access to your uh, instructors and uh, you know all the other students in your class and you're taking the same classes together. So there are a lot of pros and cons. Um, and sometimes I, I, I like something else one of our, our guests uh, said to us uh, as we were interviewing as well is 
also realizing that a lot of students who go into engineering, uh, especially if they did very well in, in high school, they're used to having 4.0 plus and, and that type of thing, and then they get in college, and when they find out that they're challenged and everything is all A's and, and they get their first B or C, they kind of go through a, a panic and, and go through a lot of stress. So she's talking from experience because it, it's been seen over and over. Uh, a parents group I just talked to last week, um, one of the parents stood up and said that her son is, is stressing and, and, you know, just really emotionally uh, frustrated and that, that even that the teachers are being excessively hard and didn't understand uh, why that they were struggling. So that's the type of person that needs to reach out uh, to a broader community um, and, and talk to a, a broader community. Um, you know, uh, don't suffer in silence. If you, when you, if you can imagine, again, I'm standing here with over 10,000 uh, participants and, and members of NSBE, and, and like I said, it has a look and feel of a fraternity slash sorority. How there's no reason whatsoever for you to struggle uh, and to, to do this alone. I, I have another friend here. I think I'm going to talk to. This is the Fulbright uh, U.S. Student Program. So hi, I'm doing an online podcast, and uh, I'd like to. Uh, learn a little bit more about uh, the Institute of International Education, the Fulbright U.S. Student Program. So would you introduce yourself and tell me about the program? I'm Patrick Kramer. I did a Fulbright in 2013 in Singapore. And so the Institute for International Education is the group that administers the Fulbright. It's a State Department program through the government. It's a one-year international education exchange. The U.S. students will go to more than 160 countries throughout the world to do either a research project or to teach English. Oh, excellent. I'm glad I stopped by. Um, so, so take me from the, the very beginning. How does someone, uh, how would you get involved or enrolled or how does that all work? Definitely. The Fulbright program is open to anybody. doesn't matter what your majors could be anywhere from science, you know, chemistry to physics, anywhere to social sciences, anthropology, sociology. You essentially create a project of your own choosing identify a research mentor in the country of your choosing, submit a proposal this year to do in October, and then you'll hear back over the next few months about whether you're accepted. Okay. So, so tell us a, a little bit more about your actual experience. Definitely. So I was looking for kind of an international experience. I didn't know what I wanted to do with my career. Um, I studied dengue fever in Singapore caused by dengue virus. So we were looking at how it can become more infectious in different situations, the actual virus. We were studying how the proteins shifted in different situations. That sort of research has promised to lead to more specific treatments in the future, because right now there's no treatments at all for dengue fever. So worked in a lab that was very international. I think it was like five or six countries represented. Um, was able to present my research at a conference afterwards, um, traveled throughout the region, met lots of people. It was a really diverse fulfilling experience. Excellent, excellent. So again, give them some contact information. And again, you said that this year, uh, that you give me that date one more time of when everything's due. So the application actually opens up next week, but it's due in October. Um, I think it's the first week of October. 
So if they're undergraduate students interested, a lot of times on campus, they'll have some, but they'll have an advisor that they can contact to work with. But even if you've graduated already, it is open to people who have not yet achieved a PhD, anywhere in the middle. Um, so probably the best resource would be the, the website, us.fulbrightonline.org. Okay, excellent. And I'm going to grab one of these again. That's usfulbrightonline.org. Glad we had to turn the test. Great. Yeah, this is a podcast where technology espresso, and I'll make sure to circle back around to you so you can hear the, our recording. Thank you. So, hey, you don't know. You've got to come out. You've got to talk to people. You know, and it, it's interesting. Sometimes as I'm roaming around, again, I, I want to make sure that I'm not getting in the student's way, making sure that they uh, have the first dip on the various people that they're that are here um, because it's, it's about them and it's for them. But, uh, so every now and then I kind of find that empty booth. And uh, it, it's ironic when I uh, go over to those, those end up being the most interesting. Um, you know, another one I see here is Teach America. These are some of those fellowship opportunities, scholarship opportunities, and even just opportunities to explore uh, his, the Fulbright, where you can uh, travel internationally. I'm seeing the AAAS, the American Association for the Advancement of Science. Love that. Love that. Um, Science and Technology Policy Fellowship. I'm seeing NVIDIA. This is a Bring Your Vision of Virtual Reality to Life. Um, I'm, I'm passing their booth over here. I've got, uh, I think I mentioned the Teach for America. And then next to them is the Gilbine Building Company. Um, um, now I'm getting back into the employers. I'm seeing the Echo Lab here on my left. Uh, seeing Snap Inc. as well. And who did I just pass? I just passed Sasol. S-A-S-O-L. Um, and again, if you're hearing my voice, if you, uh, as, as I'm uh, describing these, you should be jotting them down because uh, definitely there's going to be a lot of jobs that are going to be filled today, but there should be a couple of leftover when all is said and done. And uh, uh, that's your opportunity to, as they say, get in where you fit in. I see uh, nice source here also. Um I want to get, I want to get one. There we go. And uh, yeah, as I get by, I they got some some really cool uh, giveaways. And uh, join the team, Snap Inc. Love that. And now I see uh, Nissan in the distance. I see. Moody as well. I see. Of course, I see IBM. This took me a while to get around to them. I definitely see Comcast there. Um, let's see who else. I, I'm, I'm again. Sometimes I, I get distracted because uh, there, there's so much to see. I see P&G. That's a big one. I see Harris. Uh, even Blue Apron, Corning, HDR. They're here. Love that. Uh, Nassau is here. Nassau is definitely here. You know, they were supposed to have a booth next to us at the Innovation Lab, but uh, I do see them here at the uh, Career Fair. I see Boston Scientific, uh, Delta Airlines. 
So good to see them, Sirius. I see Barnes Group. And some of you might be uh, wondering, uh, is there is there a listing of these? And there is. Go to nesby.org. Go to nesby.org and um, look for the career fair. Um, as well as I also found it when looking at um, their online app. So we've also here, we're using their, their download, download online app. Sorry about that. Uh, and uh, that is also uh, has the, the listing of the, the jobs and the, the careers. Let's see. I want to make sure I'm back at the just reducing here. Can I just Okay, so I'm going to start going in a different direction. Can I get one of your bags? Thank you. I, over here, next I'm going to go to the USAA. And, again, I'm going to, this one, there's other jobs. You know, they're going to be giving away a lot of jobs today, but go to these websites. You know, we've gotten used to uh, going to these big job boards and to using our recruiters. But there are still some hidden opportunities right there directly on websites, too. Um, another one, HDR, Inc., okay? um, Amazon.com. And, again, here, here we have Amazon.com. They're not the first thing that comes to mind when it comes to engineering, but this is, what you, this is where you open your mind. This is where you look at things. Uh, differently and, and take a different route. And what you'll do is you'll come across those opportunities um, that because you thought outside of the box. Um, and that is so important. Don't just follow the big crowd. I mentioned to you before, as I'm walking around, uh, I see the the boots with the long line. Just because I want to stay out of everybody's way, um, I'm going the other direction. I find the people that have nobody in line, and I ask questions. Uh, As I say that, I'm walking through the big Cisco booths. I see Verizon down there. Um, I see C&E connectivity. But, you know, and and again, like I said, I see people standing uh, uh, around the Apple booth. Because, of course, that's going to be popular. But don't make that your one and only stop. As a matter of fact, I hit some of those other boots and then make my way back around. And Microsoft is also got uh, got their fair share, of course, of people at their booth. So don't under don't don't think it's just Apple. P and E connectivity, G, uh, General Dynamics. Uh, they spoke with a keynote speaker yesterday um, at the event. You know what? I'm getting, it's so funny, I'm getting so much swag here, I've got to break down and actually get one of these bags here to put it in. Um, you, you can't help it but go, when you go to a conference, to get swag. Oh, I just, you know, I just saw something that I've got to tell you about. Just uh, bear with me for a second. Thank you. 
Okay, I'm still here. <laughs> um, there was, uh, what I wanted to, what I just came across was a completely clear car. Yes, you you heard me. A completely clear car. You can see it's it's made out of acrylic, um, and you can see the whole inside and all of the components within the car. Now I've been away from the innovation lab, and I've pretty much made it around. The, the career fair, but uh, again, don't think for a minute that I was able to go down every aisle and, and see every booth. Uh, what I'm going to do, I'm going to do a bit of a handoff and give uh, David an opportunity as well to, to get out and about. He's in the Innovation Lab and he's catching some footage there. You know, we have to tag team these things because they're, they're so big. And our whole goal is to uh, walk through and, and talk through what we see, what we hear, what we're observing, um, so that, you know, people who maybe not at this, couldn't make this event, you now, maybe we, we've opened your mind, your thought process, and sparked an interest. That's the main thing that, that we want to do. We want to expose, expose, expose. I think I mentioned on yesterday's podcast that as we were coming here, just talking with one of the taxi drivers, and we mentioned that we were here for Nesby, and they had no comfort of Nesby. And so it was great to have that conversation. And even the uh, taxi driver commented, I needed to have this conversation um, that uh, it was meant for us to get in his taxi and to share with him. You know, like I said, there's 10,000 people coming to town from Nesby, uh, the names on every flagpole, and still somehow not even everyone in this Kansas knows about uh, what's going on here. So we've got to do everything we can to share with people, to um, make them aware because one of the things, and we said this previous, is that is that when you educate one person, when you expose one person, your their family's in, you are a their level of awareness. Their your neighbors, your cousins, your aunts, your uncle, and before you know it, you touch a broader community. So as I, I mean oh, always back around the corner, <laughs> back to David, uh, I dare said <laughs> I've gone full circle. Oops, I've gone full circle and uh I met a lot of people, David. <laughs> There's a huge room over there in the uh career fair. So yes, I've been how I've been uh, almost two hours deep on this thing, <laughs> and um, I've met um, some great people. I uh, can't wait for you to get over there. Um, I even have started my, my swag bag. So, um, you know, we can share with our audience all the sights and sounds, but you got to come yourself so you can get the swag, um, as well as, you know, I've, I've heard some great testimonies, and uh, I know as David gets out and about, he's going to pick up some uh, testimonies as well, but, uh, you know, at the uh, 
it, it's just so energizing. We, we get this feeling when we go to BDPA, so just multiply that times 10, and uh, you can imagine uh, Nesby. Oh, I see my group over here. Uh, remember I told you at the round table they had some play money and some flashing lights and some backpacks. And uh, you know what? I've got just enough time to make it back around. It, it's, it's funny. When I go down there to interview the lady uh, at the table, somehow the uh, Tesla experiment uh, get, goes off, and uh, we never get to finish our conversation. So I'm going to make my way over there and uh, have that conversation, and that's just going to about wrap it up for us for today and, and for this episode. So with that, let's see, I'm, I'm making my way. I'm back. I'm back. <laughs> let's, see, let's, let's see how we do. <laughs> Okay, so first of all, would you introduce yourself and tell us about the program we have here? Yes, hi, my name is Lawanda Bloom. I'm from Raytheon Company in Massachusetts, and we're down here for the Nesbitt Conference to support the career fair as well as our signature math program, Math Movie. Awesome, Math Movie. So tell me about Math Movie. So for Math Movie, one of the folks, one of the activities that we're doing while we're down here um, is a game called Machinery, which involves um, Raytheon, say, not necessarily monopoly money, but Raytheon and math Okay. Each of the participants, which are all students, all grade levels, stride out with an equal amount of money to mm-hmm. play. They then are given an option to describe any mathematical term, or they can be given the term, and then they can provide the description. The fun part about it is that they sort of place a bid. They have no idea whether they're going to get a term or whether they're going to get the definition. At the end of a 30-minute session, the one with the most money at the end of it wins the prize. And the prize that we're giving away for this particular conference is the a three-in-one stylus, which is a flashlight and a stylus and a pen, of course, with the Raytheon logo, as well as a power pack for the cell phone, because one of the things I've been hearing quite a bit out of the students is that my phone died. <laughs> so this way we're doing something to be beneficial and helpful to them. Excellent, excellent. Um, and so now, tell us what your role is at, at Raytheon and at what Raytheon, you do. Raytheon, I am in integrated supply chain management. I love supply chain. I also have the privilege, I call it, of being the diversity lead for our site in Burlington, Massachusetts, and our business, our information intelligence services business. So I love that as well. I love working with the suppliers. And um, I'm finding that supply chain actually has been my calling. And what I actually say is if had it been a man, I would have married it. That's how much I love. <laughs> I love that. I love that. And I love when people love what they I do. do. I love what I do. I love what I do. I, I, I say that all the time about what I do as well. And um, I, I think young people need to hear that. Uh, you know, hear that people are passionate about Absolutely. their work. Absolutely. And, and so how long have you been with Raytheon? I have been with Raytheon for 35 years. Whoa. <laughs> so I take it you like it. I like Raytheon and Raytheon likes me. Excellent. So we make a good couple. There you go. Yes, uh, we very actually, good. We have our um, 
chief diversity officer as well as our business diversity leader here uh, with us at the career fair as well. We also have an additional 45 employees, so they're working the career fair, part of the supporting um, here at the Innovations Lab as well. So we're around for the next couple of days. Excellent, excellent. We appreciate all that you do. So uh, how long have you, when did you first get exposed to, to Nesby? So I tried to figure that out this morning, and I think it's been at least 12 to 15 years. Wow. And we figured that out based upon when one of the leads happened to mention how long she was there, and then another gentleman happened to mention how long he had been there. And I determined how long I had been there based on the fact that they were both there when I got there. Wow. So it's been a while. Absolutely, absolutely. What do you really take away from the Nesby Conference? What would you say to people who have never been to one? I would say for anybody who's never been to Nesby, you have to be here. The excitement of watching students that are here get themselves involved. They love math. They love engineering. They come prepared. They want to learn in the career fair. They're there. They're present. They're very knowledgeable about what they want to do and their intentions. So they know that they come in and they know they want a job and they want to sell themselves. And it's not actually hard for most of the students because they present well. That tells me that they were prepared. Exactly, exactly. It, it's, it's so great. It, it's so uplifting just to, to be here and be a part of it, the uh, energy. Thank you for all that you do and your years of dedication. Thank and, you and very much. Absolutely. Uh, that's right. I'm going to make my way around here. <laughs> You're not going to be a silent partner today. <laughs> so would you introduce yourself and tell us your role? Yes, my name is April Taylor, and I'm currently an organization designer with Humana. And I actually come to the conference just to volunteer. I am, I guess, a reformed engineer. So I started my career many years ago with Raytheon, and I still very much so have a passion for science or STEM. And I come to the conference to really support the students and really help groom the next generation. Oh, excellent, excellent. Um, and how long have you been affiliated with the, the conference? Let's see. Uh, it's been many years. An undergrad, I was familiar with Nancy on my campus at Tennessee State University, but I didn't actually make it to a conference. So my first time going to a Nancy conference was with Raytheon after I had joined probably in about 2003, 2004 time frame. Oh, okay, okay. So any uh, parting words to uh, those out there that are listening? Because uh, they didn't make this one, but hopefully they'll see us in, I believe we're going to be Pittsburgh next year. Any parting words to, to them? It's definitely a, a ground for networking, a ground for continuing to grow your career, continue networking, and the opportunity to give back is always there. So if nothing else, I know where I can always come, support people, support my partners, still you know, having the love for the Raytheon family, and also continuing to build my network. So I would challenge anybody to make the time and put in the effort. It always pays off. Awesome, awesome. Thank you, ladies. Keep doing what you're doing. Looking forward to seeing you next year as well. <laughs> Thank you. Oh, it's been it's been great. And like I said, you might have heard they turned on some uh, high power fans. They're testing out their wind turbines over there. Did you hear? You might have heard a, a lot of laughing and uh, cutting up. And guess what? Those were the young people playing the game. Again, this is a Raytheon spa, uh, sponsored Math Moves You. So, um, and and they're having fun. 
they're learning, they're challenging each other, um, they're playing this game, and and they're loving it. So who says that math can't be fun? This is in their spare time. Uh, they're not in school. They're at a, a conference. They brought the local kids over. Uh, there they go. They're, they're erupting again. So, uh, I, I, you know, a lot going on over there. And, and I love that energy, that uh, making it fun. Well, that is going to conclude today's episode. We made our uh, whole two-hour uh, stint here and uh, just going to about wrap it up. Those who joined us, thank you. And uh, those who um, um, that, you know, you know, might be listening to the archive version, you know, hope that you uh, enjoyed our coverage today and hope you will share it with someone. We've done everything from telling you about the Innovatula, the conference, the, uh, the job fair, um, and guess what? There's still more. So you got to tune in tomorrow because we're going to take it to another floor. And we have a movie premiere to go to tomorrow. Um, so can't wait to tell you about that as well and, and to cover that. Whoa. Okay, so I have to thank you once again for supporting uh, Technology Expresso. And um, keep tuning in, keep sharing. This is a movement, and it's growing, and it's people, we're energizing each other, and there's no stopping us. And you are a part of that movement as well. So stay tuned for much, much more. Thank you, everyone. And uh, full steam ahead. You have been listening to Technology Expresso Cafe Radio. For a full list of our broadcast archives, social media handles, contact information, and upcoming shows, visit our website portal at www.technologyexpresso.com.net and .org. Call our event hotline 855-484-6837 for a list of STEM-related events in various states across the country. That's 855-484-6837. Your feedback is important to us. Send us an email through our website or directly to technologyexpresso at gmail.com. Thanks for listening, and remember to listen, learn, leverage, launch. Hello. Technology Expresso is launching its Color Me STEM tote bag fundraiser. Science, technology, engineering, math, education, and activism is necessary because diversity and inclusion isn't something that happens by accident in these industries. The more Color Me STEM totes you buy, the more people we can reach. We are on a mission to prepare our communities and our young people for a future we can't yet imagine. But we know one thing, that STEM jobs will be at the center of our economy. Our totes are only $28, and they help young people see a reflection of what they could be and help start, con- help start the conversation to help them define their dreams 
and actions needed to achieve these dreams. Help us reach and inspire our girls, women, boys, and encourage them to consider careers in STEM and let them know they can be and do anything. Technology Expresso provides free resources and a national network that's all-inclusive. Anyone can take advantage of our information, inspiration, and various opportunities. Go to technologyexpresso.com or download our mobile app to see what your to see your contributions hard at work as we continue to provide resources daily. Please visit T Fund T as in Technology F U N D dot com forward slash color me stem and thank you for your continued support.